This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it toward its true principles of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, April 3, 2022. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. In this short podcast, we'll talk about the opposite of love and its impact on politics. But first, a couple of announcements. This one comes to you from the League of Women Voters. This Tuesday, April 5 is it. Many of you will have municipal elections on Tuesday, so please head to the polls if you haven't already voted by absentee. But before you go to the voting booth, be sure that you're an informed voter. Go to vote411.org to see a nonpartisan guide about the candidates and issues that you will see on your ballot. Again, that's vote411.org. And here's an announcement from Move to Amend. Let me ask you a question. Should corporations have the same rights as people? Should money spent in elections equal free speech and drown out the political voices of people who don't have lots of money? Well, the Supreme Court seems to think so, but the overwhelming majority of people don't. Join Greg Coleridge, the national co-director of Move to Amend. Move to Amend is a coalition organizing to pass a constitutional amendment to end corporate rule and the corrupting influence of big money in elections. Find out how to become part of this movement to create a real democracy, not just for we the people, but for all the people. You can find Move to Amend online at movetoamend.org. That's all one word, movetoamend.org. Allow me to ask you a question, and I want you to think about it for a bit. What is the opposite of love? If you define love as a feeling of genuine care for someone, that your destiny is intertwined with their destiny, that you commit your loyalty to that person, well then again, what is the opposite of love? And if you answered hate, you're not alone. That's a good answer, but consider this idea. The opposite of love is indifference. You really want to hurt someone right to the core? then act with indifference toward them. In a sense, tell them that they don't exist. You don't see them. You don't care about them. Their destiny means nothing to you. Have you ever experienced this from someone or a group of people? Have you ever been given the silent treatment? The silent treatment is indifference in action. It's worse than being hated. I mean, at least if you're hated, you're getting some acknowledgement. Children know this instinctively. They often act up because they just want attention, someone to care. And the punishment they receive does, in a way, provide them with that attention and, ultimately, acknowledgement that they matter. As another example, in high school, we all learn how important it is to belong to a group or a clique. You could be a geek, a jock, part of the, quote, in-group, a druggie, a stoner, a goth. Young people gravitate toward one of these groups because they want to be with people who acknowledge them. They want to be with people that care. They want to know that they matter. And the worst thing is to be ousted. If you're ousted from a group, you get ignored. You don't have people you can rely on. You're on your own. And the world is a scary place if you have to face it alone. 
Now, I don't have a degree in anthropology or psychology, but I've been walking this rocky planet long enough to know that humans are tribal animals. The tribe is your survival in a dangerous and scary world. When you're part of the tribe, you matter. Your destiny becomes part of the destiny of the tribe and vice versa. And to remain part of this tribe, you must prove your loyalty, whether it's giving a presentation at your local Kiwanis Society or picking up a friend in need of a ride. Your acts of loyalty keep you in good standing with the tribe. Ultimately, it is through the tribe that you face the world without fear, for you know that if you suddenly fall on hard times, the tribe will be there for you because in the tribe you have love. You have people that care about you. You can enjoy the privileges of loyalty. You matter. Modern society has put stress on this tribal paradigm to some degree. Most people find themselves as part of several tribes that often overlay each other. You have colleagues at work. You have your church group. You have your neighbors. You have childhood friends that you still spend time with. And you have your community, your state, your country. Let's talk about those last three, community, state, and country. Are these tribes? That's a matter of personal choice. You can disconnect yourself from your community and feel no obligation to help out in times of need. But let me ask you this. When a tornado rips through a neighborhood a few blocks away, do you care? Do you donate any of your time or your money or your clothes to help the victims? If so, then I would argue that at some level, you think of yourself as part of the community tribe. Or consider this, if you live in a semi-rural community and you hear about a child killed by a stray bullet in an urban community in the neighboring state, do you feel a sense of empathy for the parents? Or do you pull away and dismiss it as someone else's problem? In my observation, the bigger the tribe becomes, the more difficult it is to sustain. The biggest tribe you can belong to is your nation tribe. And I argue that the nation tribe is breaking down. And when it breaks down completely, the nation itself will fall. It's not trivial to say, united we stand, divided we fall. Is our nation tribe breaking down? Well, like I said, I believe so. As evidence, I point to the organization called Black Lives Matter. In a microcosm, when someone says, I matter, they are pleading with you to belong to your tribe, to not forget them, to reward them fairly for the loyalty they show you. In short, they are asking for love. So why do I say that Black Lives Matter is a sign that our nation tribe is breaking down? I say this because, in my observation, people in our nation tribe shouldn't have to declare that they matter. The fact that black people in our nation, who historically have built much of this nation through hard labor, shouldn't have to say that they matter. They shouldn't have to say it at all. But here we are. Do I personally support Black Lives Matter? Well, yes, I do, but I don't wear it on my sleeve. I shouldn't have to. Call me naive, but to me, it's a question of whether we, everybody in this nation, that is, really care enough about our nation to acknowledge each other, warts and all, and dedicate ourselves toward the goal of making organizations like Black Lives Matter irrelevant, because in a true nation tribe, nobody should feel they have to say that they matter. But as I said, here we are. It is through this lens that I look at our dominant political parties in our nation and observe that they, for whatever reason, actively participate in this breakdown of the nation tribe. 
The Democrats make unrealistic promises as they beg for votes and frame each election as a struggle for democracy, only to go about business as usual after they win the election. The Republicans, on the other hand, have been overrun by a gang of insouciant people that take pride in being indifferent toward others. They're betting that there are a sufficient number of voters who feel that society has indeed broken down, and now it's everybody for themselves. The airwaves are flooded with propaganda, which fortifies the resolve of those who've chosen not to be a nation tribe and gives them the illusion that their own sub-tribe should dominate and everyone else should either die or move out of the country. And caught in the middle is a growing majority that becomes increasingly desperate and hopeless. I already mentioned Black Lives Matter, but there are countless other organizations that feel they need to step up and say that they matter too. The LGBTQ community, the Latinx community, women, religion, police, everybody is clamoring for relevance in a society that increasingly tells them that they're being ignored, that they don't matter, that the love of the nation is abandoning them. Is there any way we can get this nation tribe back on track? Well, let me first touch upon something that would seem like a solution but is ultimately disastrous. I talked about it last week in the concept of manatizing the eschaton. I based this discussion on an article that Josh Hawley penned 10 years ago. Hawley has since become a U.S. senator, and from what I can tell, he conducts himself in accordance with the article he wrote before he began his political career. In the article, he promoted the idea of fixing our society by using our government to implement a utopian society. He cited Romans 13 as a template that the government should use to unify the nation tribe. The problem, however, is history. Such attempts in the past have always ended in catastrophe. Nazi Germany, for example, attempted to unify the nation tribe by cleansing themselves of people they considered unworthy. In my view, this approach fails because it acts upon the concept that certain people do not matter. It is a nationwide program of ultimate indifference, the opposite of love. So let me offer a different approach, an approach that is an expression of love instead of indifference. It's an approach you can begin today, this moment, with only one minor change in your attitude, and here it is. Treat every person you see as if they matter. Why? Because they do. If they walk on the soil of our nation, they matter. But how does this work? Let me offer some examples. Next time you see a homeless person, don't look away. Meet his eyes. Talk to him. It doesn't have to be an hours-long conversation. You may not have that much time if he's standing at an intersection asking for money at the stoplight. If nothing else, give him a dollar or two. And then smile. A smile goes a long way toward making someone feel as if they matter. When you watch local news and see something that disturbs you, make a phone call. Maybe call your local representative or council person or the mayor. And don't say something like, what are you doing about this problem? Instead, ask, is there anything I can do to help? When you see a group of people marching for relevance, whether it's Black Lives Matter or LGBTQ or whatever, join them. You don't have to hold a poster. You don't have to wear a t-shirt. Just walk with them. Because by doing so, you say something far more precious than a poster or a t-shirt. You say, you matter. You are part of our nation tribe. Also, avoid the propaganda. Get your news from several sources. In today's world, you can subscribe to nationwide and international publications 
Well, see what Al Jazeera is saying about the war in Ukraine. See what the BBC says about COVID. Support local news organizations. Here in Missouri, we have several papers that cover politics over the state, including the Missouri Times and the Daily Independent. Well, pay a few bucks for the service. It's worth it. These are really good sources of information. Devote a half hour each day to educating yourself. Another thing you can do, join an organization like Braver Angels or the Bridge Alliance. They'll set up meetings and put you in touch with others in your community that want to reach out and discuss the issues. Not everyone will have your viewpoint, but that's the point. You'll be far better off with a deeper appreciation for your community and your nation when you begin to understand that others may have different opinions, but at the end of the day, they've got your back. I have lots of other suggestions, but I think you get the point. True change begins at home, in your daily life. And when you reach out and help pull this nation together, you'll set an example for your friends and family. A cut only heals if all the cells collectively pull together and mend the injury. The opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Our nation will not heal itself if it continues down the path of indifference toward each other. It will tear itself apart and everyone will ultimately suffer the loss of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The only way to avoid this tragic outcome is to commit to acknowledging that everyone in your community, your state, and your nation matters. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its true principles of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyonthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyonthemove.org slash contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Rey Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead. We hope you'll tune in again next week.